Uh, it's been a hell of a week. I get my hair brushed out to look all beautiful and slick and clean, you know, to be a professional looking employee, all just to get a special hat for my birthday. One that makes me look a look like a self-promoting douchebag. But, you know what they say about being a self-promoting douchebag? It uh brings you some confidence you are undeserving of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got a wonderful gift for my birthday. You know, uh, something that actually meant something to me. Sometimes you get a lot of gifts that are just like, oh, thanks, you know, from some third cousin. Gives you a $5 gift card to Walmart. It's like, that gives me like two bottles of water now. Um, <laughs> but no, as you see, your eyes aren't lying. I am wearing the Off and Beat with Clint Nelson podcast hat. Or just a hat. So, yes, I will be one of those people that goes around promoting myself. Except, at least when I'm promoting myself, it'll look better than when a lot of people do it. Um, (laughs) uh, Black and yellow, black and yellow. I don't know why I chose these colors. I'm not colorblind, but, you know, uh, I ignore what I like to see. (laughs) Boy... No, I was about to say boy, clap them. I meant to say girl. <laughs> oh, girl, boy, boy, girl. Whichever comes out first is whatever my genes have specified to have God bless me with, right? But yeah, more of the story is I have beautiful hair and I have a hat too. You know, it's like waking up in the morning and choosing man. Do I want to have tricks for kids or do I want Reese's Puffs? You can't go wrong, but one is going to make you taste really good the next morning. Um, <laughs> oh, Talk about putting your kids in her mouth. Um, <laughs> all right. Now the rabbit's out of the hat. Pew, pew. So, yeah. Yeah, by the way, happy 28th to myself, and I celebrate it in good fashion by not showing up to work. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, welcome to episode 229, Jesus Christ. It looks like I'm wearing a hat promoting a submarine from a distance. Um, <laughs> it actually kind of looks like one of those, uh, you know, uh South was it when they uh when we not invade the Vietnam War hats it kind of looks like one of those except I'm a little too young to go to Vietnam voluntarily because I would not look like one of those boy toys that they like to give to Joseph Coney that is not Vietnam but you know what we have people that voluntarily want to visit and travel the world to Vietnam Knowing the history of us. Fucking them up. Yeah. But yeah. Welcome to episode 229. (laughs) Went down a dark. Dark PTSD situation. Even though it's not my trauma. You can't tell me about my trauma. It's like well I just did. And I made it more interesting. Welcome to episode 229. For the third time. Of the Alpha B Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host. 
Glenn Nelson. I promise it's not redundant. Uh, don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Oh, Jesus. My voice is so not there. See, you know, there's a weird thing when you don't actually talk all day. <clears throat> your voice isn't ready to do shit. Then when you want to start talking, it's like, hey, whoa. Then you're like run out of breath and shit. You sound like Wheezy from Toy Story. Hey there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're recording this on October 20th at 4.15 a.m. Eastern. Yes, a.m. Eastern. And boy, I can hit it in the morning. And by hit it, I mean the podcast because I am not hitting much of anything with these hands because I am a nonviolent man. Even if life would be easier if I was. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, today is my birthday. Well, it was. Uh, and my hat, you know, it, it's a very nice hat, you know, custom made. It actually got a loop in the back. It's kind of like a TikTok. You kind of got to loop it. And the more you loop it, you're like, why the fuck did I do this? Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I started this podcast technically when I was 25, So technically, I've entered three different ages. I've been doing this for over a thousand plus days, according to my numbers. And so, I think about, you know, they say the 10,000 hour rule. If I spent 10 hours a day for a thousand days on this, I would technically have mastered this craft. I've spent a lot of hours, more than just what's recorded. I don't know if that considers this part of the craft, but it certainly is important because think about if the 10,000 hour rule if you have over 2,000 episodes that means you have not even and you have three hour episodes that means you still haven't done 10,000 hours you've done 6,000 ish and some change so it's like if you do hour long episodes you will literally have to do 10,000 episodes to hit the 10,000 hour rule. So I think the 10,000 hour rule is actually kind of bullshit. It's just not realism in time. And they always want to apply it to sports. It's like you can only train so much in a day. Now you would have to train for like the age of four. But you really think a four year old. Is literally training five hours a day from the age of four. To like when they're 18. Like 10,000 hours seems a little bit excessive to master something. Because not every hour that you're spent doing something is actually doing the thing for a full hour. So, yeah. This is how we do it. Uh, uh, I don't think I've recorded since some things have happened. But I'm not going to get into that today because I don't feel like bringing down the mood. But yeah, it's been a interesting been a pretty hard time you know as they say what makes it hard as two chains would say it's so hard my dick through a metal detector um (laughs) uh and 
I wonder if I wonder if someone has gone to the airport and they're like, sir, uh, the thing went off. And they're like, yes, I know my dick's hard. And they're like, yeah, that's not actually going to make the thing go off. And they're like, well, 2 chains said it. And she's like, that's great. And you're just like, it's all me. Um, <laughs> uh, I touched down in 86. But somehow, I don't know how you knew you were a man by the age of six. I don't think you could really make that exclamation of yourself. Saying you're a man by the age of six. Um, <laughs> not even by 26, you know. That's the thing. Like, when I started this podcast, I was 25. It was like four months before I turned 26, exactly. And I think about the way I thought about things. How it was. My immaturity, as they say. And I think about now, and I'm like, wow. You know, what's changed? And really, to be honest, about me, I don't think much has changed. I think my circumstances have changed. I've been forced to do things I'm not sure if I really want to do. Um, But me as a person and my beliefs and like everything I've said in the first couple episodes about like my beliefs about the world and perspectives. Now, look, certain things have evolved, but, you know, I still believe what I believe is still there. But I think sometimes you got to kind of say fuck what you believe just to survive or just to make life easier for the time being, you know, but, you know, that's why I say like, you know, people can change, right, but how much of yourself can really change, and of course, every birthday, I think for every birthday, I've had the, you know, like when people have their YouTube videos, like, I'm 26, or it's always like, I'm 24, and I have social anxieties, and all my friends hate me, you know, or they'll be like, I'm 34, and then, like, the thumbnail is I'm crying for and talking for 40 minutes about why they have no friends, and, like, probably because you cry, and then put on your thumbnail, um, it's not exactly a gravitational magnetic that people are like, damn, that seems like a fun guy to be around, but, you know, I do like to use these opportunities as, like, this is the only way I'm going to look at myself. Because I don't like looking at myself, you know, physically or emotionally. Or thinking about things in the grand scheme. But I always think, like, your birthday, certain milestones make you, like, take a step back and really, like, assess yourself. Make you actually look at yourself, you know, for better or worse. And really be like, huh. Am I cool with everything, you know? Am I okay with life? You know, how do I process and deal with things now compared to a couple years ago, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I think I just ignore it. Um, (laughs) But, seriously, I do think it's a great opportunity that everyone uses to kind of, like, reflect on some things. Which, I don't know. I personally don't think your birthday is really, like, that big a deal. I think the older you get, it seems more and more like another day. And I think the older you get, I think the older someone is and the more they like cherish their birthday and make it a bigger event than it is. It's kind of weird to me. It's just kind of like, oh, I'm going to make this whole special occasion for me. And like everything's about me, this main character narcissism. And really, it's just an excuse to display 
you know, certain narcissistic traits about someone and they use a birthday when really technically your birthday, if you truly believe, like, we you know, we truly believe, which is actually consistently true that it's not on this even 365 days spectrum. Like, it's like, I don't know the numbers, but it's like technically like over like every couple months, we actually lose like a few minutes than we actually are in hours or sometimes days over decades and shit. So it's like, it's like not literally the same day you were born. It's just like an easy reference point. Like we're not going to be like too like, well, actually because of the solar uh, eclipse that happened in 82, technically you're actually three days behind the shadow realm. Uh, it's like, eh, okay. Um, but then day doesn't really matter. Um, it really is just a day. Think about it, like you're celebrating a day that you put no effort in. Like honestly, your birthday, your mother should be the one that celebrated. Like she she gave it away. <laughs> the pain. Well, you know what? I'll take it back. If she, if your mother had a c-section well I don't, now i'm starting to sound ignorant and a dick um let's just say if you did not come out of the vagina well there goes the youtube algorithm if you did not come out of the vagina and mess a couple things up you know you know you were you know you didn't really have the birth of life you didn't really come out you know you didn't really go through the right passage you took the easy way out. Um, <laughs> but really, your birthday. Think about like your birthday. Instead of us celebrating for us doing nothing come out on this earth, shouldn't your birthday just be a celebration of the people that are actually responsible for you being on this earth? And for people worrying about like, oh, well, what day will I have to celebrate then? It's like, when you have children, they'll celebrate that day for you and see if we create this culture i think that's how it really should be instead of like our birthdays are just like for us it should be your birthday you actually like you should be saying happy birthday to the people that gave you birth you know am i crazy for that you know, you should be sending them money. You should be sending them cards. You should be taking them to Cheesecake Factory and then getting blasts on TikTok for not taking you on a real date. And even though they admittedly admit they are broke. But you know what? <laughs> uh, which, by the way, I think Cheesecake Factory should be an acceptable form for any type of uh, your income level. Of any type of what they call tax brackets. Is the perfect median. It is overpriced. It's got big menus. It's a nice ambiance. It's one of those places that isn't required to dress up. But everyone dresses up. So you're still following the high status quotas of going to a nice restaurant. But, you know, you don't have to make a reservation. Now, you may be waiting an hour, 15 minutes. But, you know. That's enough about like, ooh, this is a real restaurant. And I don't think anyone that would say, I do not accept Cheesecake Factory as a real date. Um, You know what? Here's what you do. You'd be like, you know what? You're right. And when she has no dates in the next four months, she'll be working at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> um, 
And there's nothing wrong with that. Good tips. You know, if you have the right attitude and shit. And if you don't jip on the cheesecake. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. But their cheesecakes are always way too extreme, though. I will say. Like, it is way too much. Like, peanut butter, chocolate, whatever the main thing you get, it's too much of it. Like, there's never been a cheesecake you get from Cheesecake Factory, whatever flavor or assortment you get. It's never been not enough. That will never be your problem at Cheesecake Factory. Um, and look, it's priced enough where... It's high priced enough where someone who makes, as I've learned, the average, you know, once they pay the bill, you know, they got to think about the next couple of, you know, checks, right? So that is the real barometer of what someone thinks about you. Are they willing to do stuff for you that drains their account? That shows love. That shows interest in you, especially on a first date. So... That's the real barometer. You know, a guy that makes 200k a year, yeah, if he takes you to Cheesecake Factory, that's basically like, you know, you know, a regular guy taking you to get a hot dog. Like, you know, and he has the buy one, get one coupon. Um, Like, it means nothing. But you got to take the amount that someone has taken out of themselves just to give you time or to show you, you know, your worth. Whatever the fuck that means. Um, uh, next time I hear someone say, I know my worth, and I'll be like, pull up your network. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's not even a net worth page for you, bitch. So, last time I checked, take this, you know, Cajun jambalaya pasta that I paid twenty four fifty for and shove it up your tit hole. Um, <laughs> and when you shit later, you know what? You'll be like, hmm, he had a point. And then when you include dessert, that's like 35 bucks in total. So, you know what? And if I tip, look, all I'm saying is, is I think Cheesecake Factory is like the perfect entry level to when you've elevated to what you can really afford. And you're like, man, if you can pay for a meal at Cheesecake Factory and not have to worry about your bank account, then you know what? It's time to move up and go... (laughs) next next door the Ted's Montana grill um but yeah what was I talking about nah who gives a titty poop um <laughs> oh but yeah your birthday um <laughs> as uh Drake would say it's your motherfucking birthday all right it's a ratchet happy birthday well yeah nothing wrong with a little ratchetness um <laughs> But no, you know what? But that's the thing. When you get older, birthdays are very interchangeable. Birthdays are just a day that almost seems like a nuisance. It's like you almost feel bad for not caring to do anything because then you feel like, man, is there something wrong with me? But then you look at other people and you're like, you know what? There's something wrong with them. Um, (laughs) But yeah, look, the birthday, I think people have used the birthday as a real excuse to just do stuff that they can't afford. <laughs> like <laughs> a birthday is just an excuse to get people together to pay your bill. Let's get the friends together. It's like 
how come, you know, let's take, all right. Like, how come if someone invites six people to a restaurant, a fancy restaurant that they would never go, that you guys would never go to for their birthday, but because it's their birthday, they're like, hey, you know, it's what friends do. We all pitch in. It's like, why? you know, you're the one that invited us. Like, you know, I was on a nice financial plan. And you're like, hey, you got 120 bucks for this Faya, what's it called? Faya Goo Hibachi Steak Place, all you can eat Brazilian steak for 70 bucks. And it's like, hey, you know what? I, I, I was just going to, you know what? Pick up some... <laughs> You know, Pan Express today and call it a day. And you're like, you know what? Come out here. Let me inconvenience you. Make you drive an hour to this nice restaurant. And it's like, it has nothing to do with it's in my budget or not. It's just the unnecessary time I had to go do this shit. And so, and then they thought that, like, honestly, if it's my birthday, right? And I invite people to my birthday. You would not see one of these Instagram, TikTok videos where I invited people and then they have to worry about six people arguing who is like, if you invite a group of people to a restaurant, you should pay for it. I don't care what the occasion is. Unless there's some prior agreement or whatever, where it's like, hey, like it's your birthday. We got you. But you should never invite people. And then by the time you eat and order everything, be like, oh, but it's my birthday. It's like, well, fuck you. Um, <laughs> Must Ministries is down the street, buddy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. But, you know, that's why you see all these weird, like, videos and all these, like, think pieces and these, like, reaction videos to these people who go out to dinner with groups of people and then get mad when, oh, someone doesn't pay for this extra person you brought. Like there was an instance where a guy went on a date with the girl he met online. He arrives to the restaurant and she's like, oh, oh, well, I brought my friend, didn't think it'd be a big deal. So he's like, well, this is kind of fucked up because I was here to spend time with you. And then her friend and them two proceed to order all this shit. And by the way, this is very common, more than you would think. Not even necessarily mean online, but you go out with someone and like, hey, you know, can I bring friends and stuff and all that shit? It, only, it happened to me one time. Um, I didn't go to the thing, but they were, she was trying to bring someone. And I was like, uh, yeah, no. Um, you're barely a six, um, unless your friend's a seven or above, and there's a chance she can show me some of that love, um, (laughs) uh, shit, I was trying to think of the R. Kelly, that honey love, um, (laughs) I have no interest, and, you know, she, she was, like, kind of, like, she didn't get an add to with me, but she was kind of, like, oh, well, you know, I just don't see a big deal about it, I'm, like, um, I, I kind of do see a big deal about it. Um, I seen a profile, <laughs> you know, uh, let's just say she's not a light heavyweight. Um, <laughs> all right. That was uncalled for. Um, but you know what? I was too at the time, but you know, I'm a guy. I can always criticize a woman's weight. Um, <laughs> uh, Jesus, I'm a fool. 
Um, but no, but seriously, like that shit is like weird. Like I would, my first instinct, if even if it's a, I would not invite an extra person, especially if I felt like it was a one-on-one situation, or if it was a situation where, you know. It was just not appropriate. But some people just have no idea what's appropriate for a situation or not. And then when someone, or at the very least, just ask, right? She asked, so, but I was still like, no. And she still, and we still went, just me and her. And it was still fine, you know? But these things happen all the time. Like, these things you see online isn't actually not normal. These things happen all the time. There was an instance, I saw a video or at least a reaction to a video, because I never actually watch the video in real time. It's always a reaction, since I'm not on like the Instagrams and shit to see it in real time. Um, where things are popping off at a restaurant, it's just like, like you guys like we when you go with like 18 different people or like seven or more people, you guys don't have a conversation beforehand. You guys just like figure it out in real time, especially if like two or more of you don't have it like that. These are conversations you need to have more ahead time of who orders what. Did you just split it across the board? Should everyone pay their own? Should one person just pay for it and everyone cash out? Never do that because you know what? Most of them are never going to cash out you the money, especially if you're not really close and you're all there. It's more like some are friends with this person, some are friends with that person and cause a big thing. Because what ends up happening, police get called because people start fighting and some bitches leave. And then some guys leave, and then a couple people are left with the bill. And then if they don't pay the bill, you know, they could get in some trouble for thievery. And guess what? The police don't care. You know, especially over dumb shit. Like, if I was a police officer and I got called to, you know, an Applebee's because seven people didn't want to split their all-you-can-eat boneless wings meal. You know, it's like, hey, guys, come on. Like, I got... Oh, I got a child being abducted eight miles from now. <laughs> like, I do not give a fuck if sh- if they paid for your hot honey mustard boneless wings. All right. Just fucking stop being some broke ass bitches. All right. Like, it's not that hard. Um, <laughs> uh, but that should be one of those lessons where depending on how much it, you pay it. And then that's your lesson learned. You never go out. Without having a plan. And you never go out with those people. You never go out without having a plan. But you see these videos where it's like these. And all it does. And then there's some person that just wants to like put a light on the fire. Who's like posting the video. And it's weird this thing on TikTok and Instagram and shit. Where people post videos that they're not the original maker of. But they put their commentary over and they're like, hey guys, what do you think about this? Who should have paid? And then it's just a bunch of ignorance in the comments. Because they know exactly what the fuck they're doing. It's like, well, you know what? This is broke people problems. But you know what? To an extent, that comment I actually wouldn't be mad at. Um, <laughs> um, It's probably more of entitlement than broke people problems. Because honestly, even if you have money... That's the thing, like, if you have money, that's the thing that makes you not want to hang out with people that don't have money, is that people that don't have money just expect you to pay for fucking everything. And even if you don't even make a crazy amount of money, just if you make just enough more than them, (laughs) 
where you can't really afford to be paying for everyone, but you have to, but you have to do it out of obligation of some sort. It makes you be like, you know what? Fuck you, broke ass bitches. I want to be broke and get this benefit. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but. No, but you know, all these comment sections on these videos just kind of expose. The most common sense would be like, hey, this seems like an issue that could have been prevented or could have had a idea of what they were doing ahead of time or have some rules about like, hey, if we are all, you know, if we are going to group this a certain way, order off this part of the menu. But you know what? No one wants to be told. That's the, You know, I've noticed with like a grown adults, no one wants to be told what they can or can't order off a menu, even if they're not paying for it. And I'm not even talking about boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, actually, like, if you actually just go out with a group of friends and be like, hey, like... If, like, let's say you're paying for five people. And let's just say it's, like, all co-workers. And it's like, hey, guys, like, I'm going to pay for it tonight. Like, it's my treat. But, you know, just be reasonable. Like, just say, just be reasonable what you order. And everyone knows what reasonable means. It doesn't mean you can't get anything nice. Just don't be the douchebag that gets a $72 steak when you could have got a $34 one and the most most of the entree dishes are anywhere in between the range of $18 to $29 and you want to be that one person that gets a $72 thing. And here's the most important part. Just don't get anything that you wouldn't get with your own money. Is that crazy to me? And people always say, well, if I had the money, I would get it. It's like, well... If you don't have the money to get it, would you go into debt to get this? How about that? Hmm? The answer is more times than not, people wouldn't, right? But that's the thing. Like, there should be just a universe like, hey, let's just be if like, here's the thing, right? If someone was paying anytime I've gone to a restaurant, people where it's been family that's paid for or anyone like I've always been taught like, even when, like, grandparents have a, who are retired and have some money and shit, you know, I was always, like, kind of like, hey, you know what? And not that I had expensive taste, but it's like, hey, you know, just, you know, just be mindful. You know, just don't get anything crazy. Even if they would never tell, but it's just kind of something that's instilled in you. So when I see these videos, what I see more of is people... That were never told to be considerate of who's actually paying for something. Or even if someone who's paying for it has the money. Unless they just come out and say, guys, get whatever the hell you want. And I mean that. You look them in the eyes, you're like, hey, all right. But people, but we live in this world where if you were to say that, you'd be chastised as cheap. You'd be chastised as a broke ass can't say the next word we'll just say broke ass boy um (laughs) um and that oh that's just you know quote-unquote small dick energy it's like it's like no that's how i keep my big money energy is i don't buy stupid shit for 
people I don't care about that much. It's really like we're talking about associates. We're talking about friends of friends. I'm not talking about my mom, my girlfriend. Like that's different. You know, that's you can get a couple dollars more. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, because in my opinion, right, if someone truly wants to be in a setting with you, whether that's a one-on-one setting or a group setting with you, some like you saying, hey, guys, let's just not break the bank here is not going to be a reason why they would want to eat with you or not. Let's just be honest about it. And that's typically universal across all income levels, if we're going to be honest about it, if we're talking about actual genuine per, Like this, then we live in this kind of, oh, I've been spoiled or I've been entitled to. Or when people say I have these lifestyle preferences, it's like, yeah, but... It's not your lifestyle anymore now, is it? Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't want to go too much, even though I felt like I've talked about this for like 18 minutes. I'll just say like these videos really just kind of expose about how people really view this stuff. And this Cheesecake Factory woman that's trending, the whole like people that get in group dinners and can't figure out who the fuck wants to pay for it? Like, oh, you pay $2.80 more for yours. You should pay for that. It's like, all right. Um, it's like, oh, but you got drinks. Like, oh, but you. It's like, god damn, people just fucking figured this shit out. This is why, you know, this is why I don't like to go nowhere. Honestly. It's just like, it's just too much drama. It's just, this is why I don't want to travel. It's why I don't care to go out with people. It's why I don't care to go do shit. Because one, it just costs money, right? And even when I've had money, I just don't care to do it because it just seems like so much unnecessary drama being with a bunch of different people. Now, with group of guys, let's just be honest, a lot of this like group of six or more issues at dinner are typically when women are involved. And I don't mean to generalize the stereotype, but typically there's not a group of six or seven dudes that... You're going to see these viral videos. I'm sure there are a few, but most of these videos are either groups of all women with a few dudes or it's half and half and it causes these issues. And it's funny how people that are arguing over about the money are typically not the ones that would even have to pay it. It's always like, oh, it's like your boyfriend would be the one to pay it anyway. So what the fuck are we even talking about? Um, <laughs> But they have such a strong, they want to feel like they are contributing or alienating they just want to cause chaos in these men's life they just want to cause chaos and this is why men get killed all the time um (laughs) that's not even joking bitches will get you killed um that's why you gotta pick one that will not cause unnecessary stuff on you that's why you gotta be careful is defend me at all costs i'm like i'm sorry if you pull a swastika out and stab someone in the neck you know, uh, hey, hey, I don't know what to tell you, but like, hey, I'm sorry for what she did, um, but if you slap her in the face, you know, I don't blame you, I might have to punch you just to not be a complete dick, but after we'll probably have some drinks and when she's in jail and in prison for 10 years for killing your friend, you know, we'll, we'll have one of those 
resemblance buddy stories of, you know, sometimes you meet people in your life in unexpected ways. You know, my girlfriend stabbed his, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. This would never happen. I would never date a girl that would have a swastika. Um, I have dated girls that would stab you in the neck. One almost did me. Not in the neck, but the collarbone, which might have been worse. Maybe that's why I'm afraid to train my traps. Um, because I am, because you know that's what they mean by trap music is. She'll put a, she'll send the Addy out and have a hit on you. Um, <laughs> oh Jesus, but yeah, woo, Jesus. Um, <laughs> this thing just took a turn. Woo, a wrong turn. Um, <laughs> oh Jesus, but yeah. Moral of the story is, it's not worth it. Just, you know what? If you're afraid to be seen in public eating at Cheesecake Factory, take it to go. Alright? And you don't have to worry about none of it. So, any woo-hoo. So, uh, I guess this is the post-Logan Paul fight. So, I guess... Everyone knows that Logan Paul has won, which I predicted would happen. I actually did think he would knock him out. The fight was even less. I've actually never seen the full highlights. I have seen some clips. I do not care to see the full highlights. I do not care to essentially get a summary of the match because it was just as uneventful as people are describing it to be. And I do wonder... Based off this, you know, they're like, the the funny bragging part is they're talking about, oh, it set a record. 1.3 million pay-per-views, which I don't feel like that's a, maybe it's like a record for non-regulated boxing. I don't know. It probably maybe just for celebrity boxing has set a record of some sort, because I'm sure the Conor McGregor one actually did. It probably has to actually be mandated to count as, but whatever, anyways, so... But it's like, the thing about when you set a record, that means that many people saw how bad it is. Which is like, yes, that means you're going to get the money this time. But it's going to be really hard to promote another celebrity boxing match of this type with you specifically. Now, Jake might still be able to put, because he's at least shown that a lot of people consider him more of a real boxer, quote unquote. They consider him more of a real threat to potentially face bigger opponents and stuff like that, like real opponents. And I think for Logan, this is going to probably be, unless he were to actually fight like someone, like a real boxer, in some ways, like, or if he were to do an MMA match with someone, like a legit MMA fighter, honestly think, I don't think, I think this actually hurt the celebrity boxing thing that's been happening um the thing that was the least interesting the thing is it's not bad when it's two inexperienced bad boxers it's not bad when it's two intermediate because if it's two people on the same level regardless of how good their skill level is they are evenly matched to the point where they it could be competitive and still entertaining to watch trained to do boxing 
and then the other person looks the part and all that stuff, but then he boxes and it's like, oh, for a dude that's that big and strong, you know, this is what the boxing experts were saying or like the stream I was watching with the dude that covers it on YouTube. He's like, and he's like really into the wheezes. He's like, you know, the thing with Logan, that he's this big ass motherfucker. Dude's definitely on the juice and he can hit. But for a dude his size, like, those hits should be causing a lot more damage to this guy of this frame. And he just couldn't cause that damage. And then, of course, after, I I listened to part of the podcast on the Impulsive Podcast where he basically saying, like, hey, you know, I was very, I purposely was conservative because he didn't want to get knocked out or get caught. It's like... But this dude was such below you and so much better. Like, you wouldn't be afraid of getting caught. Like, that's not what good, legitimate boxers are afraid of. It's getting caught by someone that's very inferior to them. So I think that kind of exposes that. Especially with the backstory of everything. Of what this dude did. It's like. With the way he was not fighting, like all those opportunities were there. But then, of course, I guess there was. He was basically trying to do jujitsu, like the last part of the match, and grapple and shit, trying to embarrass him, and he couldn't even do it. So it was just a mess. And that's the thing when it, it becomes a mockery of what people paid for, which I don't, let's be honest, most people that watch this shit didn't pay for it. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's going to hurt any future intrigue like you know i've already kind of lost more intrigue in it like i mean i was kind of i was like damn you know the floyd and logan paul fight that was interesting at least like it seemed interesting um the jake and tyron willie the i never got into the logan ksi stuff to be honest but you know i guess they fought at some point the tommy fear jake with that you know i didn't really watch that but you know there's the Nate Diaz, Jake Paul, I didn't see that, but I can understand the appeal. Like, I don't really know what, unless Conor McGregor or a legitimate boxer of recent, like if Canelo Alvarez were to fight, that would be different. But other than that, I think the whole like fighting people that everyone knows is not really competitively boxing or has three months of training when you've been training for four years now. Like, it's not really like, it doesn't make sense. That's where sometimes, like, you gotta... Sorry, I'm promoting the hat here a little bit. Um, <laughs> But I think that's when you gotta get to a point where it's just like, hey, you know what? We are just gonna fight, you know, better opponents, you know? I just zoomed in the camera just to... Yes, that is a real hat. But yeah, you know, um, yeah, oh, sorry, got a little distracted here. But yeah, it just kind of seems like it's um, it's a little outplayed. That's all. Oh, bit of bop, bit of boop, titty tat, titty too. Um, <laughs> uh. You know, also another thing is um, apparently Kanye West is stronger. The inspiration 
he made that song kind of working with Timbaland. And, well, he didn't make it working with Timbaland, but um, he was trying because he, I forgot who, I, who was Kanye married to before Kim K? I forgot, but it had to be before Kim K because Stronger came out way before that. But he, um, he was married to a woman who loved Justin Timberlake, right? <laughs> so, sexy back. She was like, she was like in love with Justin Timberlake. And Sexy Back was a song out then. He's like, he's starting to feel the top with. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to make my own version. And he came out with Stronger, right? He made the song. He felt like it should have been. So he got, you know, one producer, someone else to intertwine and add to it. He got Timbaland to add to it until it started hitting clubs. And that's like essentially the final version of the song. I just thought that was interesting. I don't really have any extra input. I just kind of thought that it was interesting that Kanye wife, he said wife, I guess he was married before. Um, Kanye's wife loved JT and uh, Senorita, I will rock your body. <laughs> I was just walking that day aimlessly. God, I miss those JT days. You know what? Sometimes it's okay not to write your own music. Because <laughs> apparently that Justified album was made from Michael Jackson. Now, I'm sure Michael Jackson... Crave this Justified album with the lyrics, the beats, and all that stuff... With Michael Jackson in mind. And he didn't want to do it. So like hey. Justin. It's Justin baby. Um, Don't worry. It's just Justin. <laughs> uh, which actually. I kind of actually had an issue with this. Because I do find this weird. Um, Britney Spears I guess has come out with a memoir. And look at this becoming the gossip corner because it's because I zoomed in the camera. Um, <laughs> but she came in her memoir, I guess. She um said or has claimed that her and Justin got an abortion. Yes. And my thing is like, is this like payback for like the five number one hits he got off your breakup? Because I'm sure he'll still take it. Um, But I don't get the whole, you know, some things are just meant to not put out there. Especially, you know, with the context of someone posting that I kind of forgot about. But especially with the context of your sister getting pregnant. During her like prime like young years on a hit TV show. And she literally left television to raise a child. And apparently you guys have an animosity. An, animosity? And a miss. You know what? They have a bad relationship. All right. <laughs> they had a lot of animosity for years. I'm sure it's gotten better. I think. 
But she literally left the industry, left all of it to raise her child, right? And she got a lot of shit for even getting pregnant at being a child star and all that stuff. Because it was not a good look for being on the show she was. And apparently because I guess maybe now I'm starting to see that maybe the contentious was maybe Brittany wanted her to get do the same thing. Um, because she wanted her to continue her career and kind of have like that is like, I guess Jamie thought like, Hey, you know what? I'm not going to do that. You know? Ask like, I feel like you shouldn't come out with that information unless both of you are okay with that. And Justin is literally married with kids of his own now. And now he's got to ask questions about that and shit like that. It just seems like very unnecessary. And look, I know he made some hits. But you know what? You made some hits off of it too. And as you said, you both agreed to that. So it didn't seem like it was like really one-sided and whatever decision was made in that instance, right? You're both at certain points of your careers. You didn't want children, whatever. That is your About that, like that, that's something different than just like some bullshit. Cry me a river and all that like the breaking up, the cheating, allegedly, all that stuff, whatever, but that, that's like, that's a whole different, like, perspective, that's a whole different onus of attention that gets put on the situation, that's just not necessary, and this is not me dick riding for Justin, as the JBP would say, but, um, After that whole incident, it made him question any future sex or love sounds. But yeah. Um, <laughs> it's weird how that all album is called Future Sex and Love Sounds, but... Like, half of the album's not really about that. One's about a crack addict named Bob making $40 a day, losing his way in this spiritual song. Then there's What Goes Around Comes Around, where it's like... I guess that's kind of, but that's more of like the dark side. Love and, all, you know, the first part of the album. That's more of like, I don't know. That's not the point here. Sorry. Getting part of the JT rabbit hole. But now he just does soundtracks for trolls. So, literally, the movie Trolls. He's not a troll. But, you know, look. Um... It's just kind of like, man, like, I don't get it. That's just like, I understand you're doing a memoir. But a memoir is supposed to be about you. Which, I mean, I guess you you did get the thing. But I think that, see, this is one of those situations what happens when, like, people lack awareness. And they're just in their own world and how they feel about things. They don't think about stuff they put out there. And how it affects other people greatly. It's like there's certain things, it's not about protecting someone else, it's just about, like, have some 
decency. It's just unnecessary to have someone else even have that on them, right? I don't know. You know, I just found that kind of interesting in all the wrong ways. And she has an idea to call anyone else toxic. Oh, oh, you gotta love it. Um, uh, you know what? Maybe she should still be under that conservatorship. So this shit couldn't come out. See, you know what? They, they take the reins up for and look how much of a loose cannon she is. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Even though I actually, had to, I remember I did do an episode. I think it was like episode 60 some. It was like Britney Spears, a Netflix documentary talking about how deep the conservatorship. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not saying it's right, but these things are in place for a reason sometimes. Like, she's obviously. You know, a mother to her child and. I'm not saying people should be held captive in real life. And I'm not saying she should have had her money. Tours and stuff like that while she can't even get a grasp of the money. It's like that part's really fucked up. But in terms of like the everyday, like she's obviously not very. She's very like. She never had to grow up from the like that childish mindset, and it shows. Now, that's a parenting fail, right? That's really just a what happens when you get thwarped into things from a young age, and you don't even have time to learn shit. They just, you're just this product that is just there to make money and produce entertainment and all this shit, and you just become this Barbie doll figure, you know? And so it's not just her fault. But in this case, they were kind of doing this conservatorship in some ways to kind of protect her from her lack of knowledge of reality in some ways. And the fact that she could have, because she did end up having children, um, or at least a child of some sort, of some sort, a living thing she produced, right? Um, (laughs) And she wasn't able to really be a parent to them. I think now she is. She's able to have some type of thing. But, you know, I mean, when someone comes out with all this stuff and has a memoir about them and all this shit, you know, something's kind of odd about it. I don't know. You know, and it's no different than the Jada. Well, it is different from the Jada Pinkett because Jada Pinkett knows every little thing she's doing, unlike Brittany, right? She, Jada just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> She is, you know, it's weird. Like, obviously, you guys know everything that's going on with that. You know, I think the weird part that no one's, like, really digging into about this, her obsession with talking about Tupac. Like, if you're Tupac's family, you're just like, bitch, like, you were never even together like that. (laughs) Like, she talks about them like they had this, like, 18-year romance. I don't even think they were together for, like, 18 months. But she literally talks about him in a way that it seems like she's using his name, his rest in peace name. Well, unless you're a believer that he's not, but obviously he's not. You know, maybe he disappeared to get away from Jada's crazy ass. You know what? And that now it makes more sense than ever. Um, (laughs) 
he's like somewhere in Aruba, like 60 years old, just minding business. Like, God damn, Jada. You're going to die before me. Um, <laughs> uh, that's not funny. But, hey, hit him up. All right. Um, but, yeah. Like, if I'm Jada, like, if I'm Tupac's family, and I'm just like, bitch, stop using my, stop, like, if, you, if you're his mother, stop using my son for clout. Stop using my, you know, grandkid for, you know, whoever is part of his extended family. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, you have everything you need and want. Regardless if you love Will and all that shit, like... It's just unnecessary to talk about at this point. She sounds like someone who like reminisces on their freshman crush, like their first boyfriend, and just like you forget, like you remember all the fascinating feelings it made you feel and all that stuff. That it was new feelings that you can never refill that new feeling again because you become more accustomed to love and you know all that stuff. But that first love feeling. And she admitted they had all this chemistry, or they had such an admiration, but they just had no chemistry. It's like, well, then what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, damn it. But yeah, Jada's now on all these podcasts, and it's kind of insane. And my battery's about to die. Man, this battery dies quicker and quicker. But yeah, this is episode 229, the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host. Clint Nelson, don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe with the notification bell. But most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Except Jada Pinkett's or Britney's because you might be in her memoir. Yeah. Alrighty. Why is my battery dying so goddamn quick? This thing used to last an hour and eight minutes. <laughs>